beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I have a lovely guest here today, Miss Gina Lopez. She is coming in hot from LA, right? Ventura County. Yes. Just above LA. All right. So she and I actually connected about five-ish years ago. How long has it been? Three and a half, four. Damn, my time is just all <laughs> off. Okay. I we lost a year in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. I am so impressed um, by your growth. That's been so quick that that's happened. So you started off um, training with me. That's how we initially met. And she started doing all kinds of things. I want to tell you guys about her story because it's so inspirational, like how fast you've been able to move even through COVID and through all of these things and all the mental blocks that we've already talked about. So we're going to like break it open girl. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things today when it comes to taking the first leap into business and really what it takes to become an entrepreneur. So Gina, can you tell a little bit about your story and how you got started in the sunless industry? Yes. Thank you so, so much. So you are like my spray tan godmother. Um, so, <laughs> um, so again, my name is Gina and I am the owner of impressive glow spray tan and training. And I am in, uh, Ventura County, a little bit North of LA. And I started my sunless business about three and a half, almost four years ago now as a single mama of two newly single mama of two and um, originally was just looking to start a sunless business. Well, I'll be very honest. I was just looking for any business, any kind of side hustle. If you live or know anybody who lives in Southern California, you don't get to survive without some kind of side hustle, especially as a single mom. So I really was looking for something that I could, honestly, I just needed groceries in my fridge. That's really all I saw for like a side hustle was I needed groceries in my fridge. I needed some extra gas and some play money with the kids. That's all I was looking for. And I built it in a one bedroom studio apartment with my two kids. And I would set up my spray tan tent in my kitchen dining room area next to my dining room table. Um, and it has now grown into a four room, beautiful beauty studio in Ventura that I now share with my now husband. And it has just grown and has something so phenomenal in the last three years. And I've enjoyed the whole wave of it. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a wave. It's like an up and down roller coaster you get hit hard and sometimes you are like smooth sailing, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just up and down for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the mindset of when you first started, because you shared like a really interesting story with me. (laughs) And I feel like this needs to be talked about. (laughs) So it's so funny because I had been 
working my full-time job as a pediatric um, billing office manager for, I had that job for 10 years and I had been working my full-time job for the entire time I had been in Sunless only up until March of this year. And I remember coming home the first day that I was home full-time with my business and I had never thought about this, but I sat at my table or my desk and I was doing some emails and I think one of your newsletters popped up at me or something and it made me think of you. And I kept looking around thinking, this is my life now. Like I'm literally full time. What everybody says they want when they start a business is I want time freedom. I want all this stuff. And now I'm sitting here at this desk and working for myself full time. Thinking back to the time that I sent my deposit to you and I literally started my business from my income tax check that year. And I remember sending you that deposit and instantly regretting it (laughs) and thinking, holy crap, what did I just do? And I thought about it for that whole day when I sent it. And I remember the next morning, literally at five o'clock in the morning, I think I sent you an email and said, you know what? I don't think I made the right decision. Is there any way that I could get my deposit back? And thank goodness you have amazing business policies and said, homegirl, no way. We don't do that around here. And I thought, well, okay, (laughs) it is what it is, Gina. You are in this now. And since then, my life would not be where I am today if you did not have that business policy in place to say no. mm -mm." Because normally anytime that I got an income tax return, you know, I did the typical things women do. We spoil ourselves a little bit. I go get some new clothes, take the kids on vacation and never thought to invest this money into myself because I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough courage. I didn't have enough belief in myself. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that I had just become newly single um, mom. And I found so much empowerment in that, that feeling of, and other single moms will understand this. So when you first become a single mom and you have these kids and now you have all these responsibilities to yourself of, you know, things like a deposit on an apartment, you know, being able to come up with that kind of money and know that you can take care of this yourself. That $500 was huge. Like that was, you know, a third of my rent. That was two car payments. And I thought, what am I doing why would I invest this much money in myself mm-hmm. thinking that it was selfish instead of thinking it was an investment? Yeah. Because it was definitely something that I thank goodness now that girl, you didn't let me get that money back. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So anyone hearing this is mad at me. <laughs> that was like, honestly, one of the best stories that I've heard from a student. And so just like raw and real. And this comes like years later, you literally just messaged me that a couple of months ago. Oh yeah. So when I read that, I was like, whew, like it really hit me hard because I was like, that used to be me. You know, when I first started, I was yeah. like, that used to be me when I would invest in certain things, because again, you said it, I didn't have the belief. I didn't know what this was going to bring. I had so much uncertainty with Mm -hmm. what was going to happen with that investment. And I was looking at it as a cost instead of an investment. Absolutely. So that's like one big takeaway. I want anyone who is listening right now to think about like anytime that you are spending money, I want you to get really real with yourself and ask yourself, is this something that is costing me? So for example, that would be like clothes or that would be like, uh, you know, traveling, whatever, is this costing me? Or is this actually an investment where I am going to be spending this money and I'm going to get a return on that investment? Absolutely. And as, and I think, you know, what's funny is that being in the Facebook group, I always used to see you talk about that of, you know, 
you know, you really need to understand that these are investments in your business. And I remember sitting back and thinking, yes, but yes, but yes, but my kids, yes, but this, yes, but this. And now from the perspective of where I am at now, I thank God for those decisions and those types of investments and the things that we've been able to get ourselves that we are now. But I remember the fear and And I hate to call them excuses. I really do. I hate to say that any of those things were excuses, but I banked on myself. You know, I've done the MLM thing. I've done all these other types of businesses and stuff. And it was never solely on my shoulders. Like it wasn't always just my responsibility. And so making that in those investments, knowing that I'm literally the only one that can either make this go to crap or make it amazing. And by understanding that those investments were a lot easier to make because I finally had enough faith in myself. For sure. Yeah. And I think we all go through that. Those like mental blocks, those fears, those doubts, those like everything. I I look at MLM almost as like a stepping stone to full on entrepreneurship. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to get your feet wet to kind of understand the marketing aspect of it, but it's like, I mean, I didn't do anything that was MLM. However, I always had the, ever since I was very little, like always had this entrepreneurial, like I'm going to go sell cookies by knocking on everyone's door. And I literally did that. So, and I remember having a conversation with my mom one time and just being like, mom, like, why would we, like, I wanted to be an actress when I was younger. I was like, why would we look at the TV and like, just look at these people doing the things that we want to do, but like when we can actually be that person, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember being so young saying this, and I always think about this conversation because I was like, oh, like you were such a smart little girl, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but I carried that with me through my life. And I think that's what we have to remember is that like, it's radical responsibility. Just like you just said, it is up to us 100% to either make it or not. And it's all up here in the mindset that we have to be able to create that for ourselves. And you, Gina, you've done like an amazing job showing that because You came from single mom, having kids, you know, working out of your home. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us how that transition happened to going from your home into the next level? And I'm not sure if you rented out a room before you had your own studio, but can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about your journey? Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I, (laughs) this is another thing I remember about um, my training with you is, so the reason why I loved you on YouTube when I, how I found you was YouTube. And I just resonated with you because you were so just down to earth. And you, to me, a lot of your videos were just so straightforward of, look, this is what I do. This is what I offer. So I loved it. And I think cancer sisters just kind of connect on a certain (laughs) type of level too. But I remember when we trained, I had originally told you, I'm going to offer this mobile because I was so embarrassed of like a small little apartment, you know, that I would have people come to at the time. I didn't want people coming where my kids were. And I remember telling you, yeah, I'm going to, I think about taking this mobile. And then you told me that's only going to last you about two months. You're going to get tired of it. I was like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) And I did, I tried it mobile for a month and I was over it. I was like, this is not what I want. This is not, you know, how I envisioned my business. And so I did start, I, I had the cute, to this day, I wish I still had that one bedroom apartment. I mean, that place was so cute. Um, But I had this really cute, quaint, comfortable one bedroom studio apartment where I would pop up my spray tan tent. I would schedule time for my kids to be other places. And I did, I was in there for about a year and a half. Thankfully, my husband and I reconciled and 
we did the whole marriage thing again and um, we bought a condo in um, here in Ventura and it was luckily enough I remember telling him the only requirements I had for this place is I had to have a spray tan studio like I have to have a room where I can run my business mm-hmm. and I was consistently busy so I had to have that and I remember we had I had found a place and it was a three-story condo and it had like this little um, loft office area and I hadn't even seen the rest of the condo and I said sold I'll take it. The kids can have the rest of it. I don't even need it. This is where I'm going to run my business This is where I'm going to live. And it served me so well. And it was such a cute little place. I love the idea of it being in my house. You know, I could still make dinner for the kids um, and do all those things. And I was there for up until just June. So I was there for about a year and a half, even through COVID and all those uh, crazy, crazy times. And right at that point is when I started training and I was able to train, you know, one girl at a time here and there. And I had gotten so busy with training. I had gotten so busy um, with, you know, my clients, my husband actually has started a scout micropigmentation business. So he was starting to see clients and taking up my space in my office. (laughs) So I was like, bro, like we can't be sharing the space like this. And so um, I actually found a place a block from my one bedroom studio apartment that I can actually see from my office. And I thought, how amazing, you know, and the rooms were already, I came in here and the rooms were already set up for all these different things. We didn't have to do any construction and it has turned into the most peaceful place I have ever been. And it's crazy because I'm a workaholic, like to the T and my kids are now calling me like, are you coming home? Are are we going to have dinner tonight? It Y'all are old enough to be take care of yourselves. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's so it, time. It's right. And you know what's crazy is I didn't think it would move as fast as it did. But again, when we talk about the investments into business, I'll tell you what, those first couple investments are terrifying. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of all that, it is amazing mm-hmm. because you turn once you get that confidence in those investments, all you want to do now is reinvest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that on the other side of that fear is an amazing world of opportunity and an amazing world of you get this whole shift of mindset that is just all about, uh, I've had this, it's really weird. I wake up sometimes and have these really weird like words stuck in my head. And for the last week, I've had the word of abundance just stuck in my head and I just can't get it out. And I actually did a, a training for one of my girls about this. And you do, you have this feeling of abundance in your life. And it's those small initial investments that turn into these bigger, crazier investments of where you can see this going. And now I'm all about before I was all about trying to save all the money that I could for nickel and diming everything I could as a single mom. Mm -hmm. And now every time my husband turns around, I'm like, look, we're going to invest in this now. We're going to take this money and go do this. And he's like, geez, (laughs) slow down. But it's done nothing but reward us in, you know, where we've gotten to, which is amazing. For sure. And, and I love that you touched up on that too, because I think about like my own journey and how it was scary to invest like my last $2,000 into my business. Um, when I first, first started, it was scary, but I knew deep down inside, I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And there was no other option of going back. I wasn't going back to corporate. Like I just had to go all in. And although it was scary, I still worked through it. And I was like, you know, I believe that I can, like, I should be able to do this. Like, of course you get those like up and down roller coaster moments where you're like, I can't do it. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. You know? And 
now I look at the investments that I make and, you know, going to Tony Robbins, $15,000 traveling all over the world. Like that's just for his tickets. That doesn't include the cost of hotel or travel or whatever. And it's like those investments now feel good and exciting. And and those are investments that pay you long-term. Like everybody's looking for the instant gratification of some of those investments. And those are things that reward you, you know, 10 years down the line of, oh, I remember this, or, oh, I learned this at that time. And a lot of people don't think about that part of it. For sure. And, you know, the investment can come in or the return on the investment can come in multiple ways. It can come financially, it can come spiritually, it can come emotionally, like, you know, the investment of like having a child, for example, like that's a huge (laughs) investment, but it's so damn rewarding. And like I was telling you earlier, like it's changed me as a person. I feel so much more just like compassionate and open to connection because for so long I was very guarded and very protective of my baby. That was my business for so long that I I felt like I got like kind of like a hard shell, like, you know, the cancers do typically. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So now I feel just like, who, like none of that stuff like matters. Like all the stuff that used to trigger me, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, am I perfect? Absolutely not. But there are points where I'm just like, I'm very proud of the woman that I have become because it's not, I'm not hard anymore. I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, this is life, you know? So I wanted to talk a little bit about the transition it going into your new space, because I know that happened this year, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. I know there are so many women that are listening right now. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm right where Gina was. Like I'm working out of my house. I'm doing the mobile thing. I am tired of this right now. And I'm ready to have my own glow up. So how can you help these women that are listening right now? Uh, What are some tips for them to transition into getting their own salon or or own storefront? So I'm very um, logical in terms of like money, like the, the actual like steps of how much is it going to cost to run your business for six months? If COVID just starts up all over again, what happens? So I actually had a girl ask me um, a question about this the other day or emailed me and was saying that she's right at that point, you know, and the only reason why she's holding on to her full-time job is her medical insurance. And that's almost kind of the reason where my husband's still holding on to his job is that whole situation. And, you know, we were talking about how it's so important to Yes, the excitement of moving up and getting into, you know, a studio and you see other people doing it, that excitement is super, like you want that, you know, you want the studio, you want to be able to say, I own, I own a studio or I own, you know, this beautiful beauty studio. But if you're still struggling to pay for basic things, it's not the time. So I'm very big on being financially stable and seeing this long-term as to how you're going to be able to do this. If the world just stopped again, like it did for six months, a year, would you be financially in the position to be able to take care of this um, and not, you know, stress yourself out, which I never used to think those ways. I used to just do things just kind of sporadically, but having an investment to protect myself now is, you know, set yourself up, make sure you are ready for this. You know, don't go anything to, don't go into any big opportunity like that blind, you know, make sure you have enough money set aside for your bills for six months. Make sure you have enough in your savings, make sure you, you know, are, are, are well taken care of and you can prepare yourself for that big step. But if you're ready, do it, yeah. <laughs> pull, pull the trigger, you know, if you're ready, do it. And I think partially why I got a studio and not so much a room for rent 
is because it wasn't that I needed like a little space out of my home. I needed the space for training. I needed to be able to train more girls at one time instead of, you know, doing, you know, one-on-one for so, for so many weeks and months at a time that I needed the space to be able to have, I rented the space for the purpose. I didn't rent it for just, just because I wanted it to look cute and I wanted to be a business owner, you know, in this space. So make sure that you're doing it for the right reason and not the emotional connection to that, like Mm -hmm. the excitement of the business entrepreneurial stuff, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like have like some plan for it, like financially. I think a lot of people and what I've noticed, and if this triggers anyone, I'm so sorry. I love you, (laughs) but there are so many women that I meet that are not, they're not good with their money. They're not, they don't know how to manage their money. And for me, uh, some of the best advice actually I've, I've received from my mother was always save for a rainy day and have a good credit score. <laughs> I don't know yes. why those two like stick <laughs> in my mind, but ever since, like I've heard this since I was little, I always saved my money, but unlike my mother who is not entrepreneurial minded at all, she likes mm-hmm. to hoard her money and save it. And <laughs> it. I was like that for a little bit, but then I realized when it comes to like manifestation, Dina, I'm sure you know about this. Um, when yes. it comes to like manifestation, you have to surrender as well. Like you have to be able to kind of allow yourself to not hoard all the money because that almost is telling the universe, like, I'm not going to have enough. So I have to keep on hoarding it. You have to be able to understand like, okay, this investment is right for me at this very moment in time. And it might not feel a hundred percent right, but most of you is excited to like see yourself in a salon or see yourself helping people in this way and, and being able to actually bring people from in, you know, outside of your home into a professional space. If you're feeling pulled to that and you're like, yes, this is scary, but it's so freaking exciting too. And you have money that's, you know, you saved up for three to six months at least, I would say go for it, you know? And just be smart about like what you're spending, what's coming in, have goals set up because goals is something that I don't think a lot of people do. And if you like look around my room right now, I have like goals everywhere. Basically my whole life is a damn goal. (laughs) So You have to know your numbers. You have to know where you're going. You have to know like what the input and output is and all of these Mm -hmm. things. And it sounds complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. How did you learn how to like manage your money? I'm, I'm curious, like what, do you have any tips as far as that goes? I started making money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I'll tell you as a single mom living on a sole income, you know, from my job and not having a whole lot of other coming in that the, the watching money leave your account more than watching it come into your account. That's an extremely depressing thing. And it, it's a very, very hard, it's hard to be excited about life. It's hard to be excited to invest money because you're looking at, you're looking at your account and you're like, how the heck am I supposed to invest money? I have no money. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I shifted, I'm going to, I tell you, you know, my mom was not good with money she was not good with a credit score. I didn't start becoming financially intelligent until I started making a little bit of money. And I, when I mean a little bit of money, I mean, like I made a hundred dollars one week in spray tanning 
and I didn't want to touch it. Like I didn't want to spend it. I was like, this is going to go back. I'm going to buy some more solution. I'm going to do this. You know, I invested a little bit more into here, but it wasn't until I started to make, actually make money and to see the power of money Mm -hmm. that I became so much smarter about it. And I started, I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want it to go anywhere. (laughs) I was like, you know, I spent my whole life, you know, struggling, you know, even as a kid and watching my mom struggle and watching, you know, the hard times that she had with money that I never wanted my kids to see me in that position. So I learned very quickly the power of money and how it could get your credit score up and why that's so important and the power of that and the power of um, being able to have I mean, to me, having multiple different accounts was like beyond me. Like I have a business account. I have a savings account. I have a checking account. I have, and I have all this money revolving. And even till this day, till this day, I'll look at my bank accounts and I'm just like, this isn't real life. This mm-hmm. isn't like, I don't know this. Li- I'm still not the most comfortable with having this much money in my account or I'm still, you know, I still don't understand it. So I think the reason why I got to be a little bit smarter with money is I started making it and I didn't want to lose it. Yeah. That was, that's really what it comes down to is I started to, I would, but I was open to like the investment of making it because I knew, you know, what the initial investment was. um, But I just wanted to be able to be secure. And I, and that's what I teach in training and why I'm so passionate about training is teaching women financial independence. I mean, that is one of the most powerful things, whether you are married, whether you are single, whether you have kids or you don't have kids financial independence is oxygen, you know, I mean, to be able to make decisions in your life based off of what is truly important to you, what is truly what you think is right for your soul, rather than making decisions based on your finances, because I lived a life of that, you know, I stayed in relationships because of finances, I stayed in situations because I couldn't get out of them because of finances, and I never wanted to be in that situation. So financial, financial independence to me is oxygen, like there's nothing there's nothing above that. Right. No, I agree a hundred percent. Like I just think about how different my life would be if I ever depended on a man and uh, opposite of you, like I've always dated guys where they weren't doing as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a subconscious thing. I really don't understand like why I've always chosen guys <laughs> like this, but I will say that like it allowed me to make the decisions that were like authentic to what I wanted and not based on like having to need to be with this person because they took care of me. And I think just in that by itself, that allowed me to like, want to be even more successful and more successful because I just realized like, this is where the freedom really is. It's not in the actual like physical paper money. It's like the actual freedom of time of choice of freedom of like not having to worry about anybody else and do, you know, I did whatever the hell I wanted, which is great. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is why I think, um, Gina, our work is so important. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you're a spray tan trainer or like you own a spray tanning company. Like, I don't know. They just kind of, we're, we're like the black sheep of the beauty industry. I Isn't feel like weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple of theories on this and the reasons why, but for another episode, um, But I think our work is so important because what we're doing, and I could feel this even just through talking to you in this like couple of minutes that we've been talking, it's like, we're so passionate about changing lives that like the spray tanning comes second. 
Oh yeah. It's like secondary. Oh yeah. So what we're doing is, you know, we're helping women believe first and foremost, that they can actually do this, that they can actually get out of bad situations or neutral situations or get out of their corporate job or whatever to find the freedom of time, find the freedom of money, uh, freedom of like energy, all of these things that they want in their lives. So that way they can make the decisions that they want truly and authentically for themselves and for their children and future children and all these things. Like I talked about it in another episode. It's like, we're literally changing the trajectory of so many women's lives. And for that, you should be really, really proud. And Isn't I that am crazy. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. Absolutely. Cause I know you changed mine, girl. Don't take my $500 back. <laughs> I love that. It has to be like, seriously, one of my favorite stories ever. I love it. And this is why you guys have to have policies, right? That's right. (laughs) Oh man. So question for you, do you still have like fear around investing or around money? Can you talk a little bit more about where you're at today mentally with that? Oh man. You know, I don't know if it's so much that I have fear. I think So I got, I've grown this business and it's been such an exciting, like the excitement of growing this business has just like fulfilled me in ways I never thought that I could be fulfilled. You know, it's, so my kids are older now, you know, I have two 19 year olds and a 15 year old. So I have older kids. So I lived my life for them for so long and I never knew Gina. I never knew what I needed. I just knew that I worked all the time. I was always working. I was always broke. And now I've gotten to this point of now, not only do I have like this financial quote unquote freedom that I could have, but now I have this time freedom because my kids are so much older that like, you know, they don't need me as much, you know, they don't, they don't need so much of me. And I just now have, as I built this business the last couple of years, I'm just, it's the, the, the building of the studio, the building of the business kind of slowed down. Um, and now I'm just excited for new things. Like I'm excited to put more on my plate, which I know sounds very strange, but I love the process of building. I love the process of starting things. So it has building this business has definitely encouraged me to start other businesses have to to be able, you know, I'm helping my husband grow, you know, his business. Um, But there's so many other ideas where I'm just like, yep, I could do that. Yep. I could do that. You know, and I'm just excited about life, you know, so I, I don't feel like I have a lot of fear. I've turned fear into excitement if that makes sense. Oh, like absolutely. I've, I've turned it into something that wakes me up every day excited. Like I'm literally excited to wake up and do what I do. Maybe because it it is borderline fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that fuels me. Like when I'm put into a position of like being a little scared, I always think that's a great thing because it fuels me. It makes me yes. hungry to figure it out and it makes me hungry to not fail. So an example of this is like, I used to have like social anxiety in my twenties and now I'm speaking on stages and hosting events and loving, like genuinely fucking loving it. And so it's just, it's funny because in order to get over the social anxiety, for example, or in order to get over fear, I tend to have to do the opposite thing. That's like the scariest shit. Like I'm scared of heights, but I'll go skydiving. 
Yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but this is how I work. This is how I operate. And it works though. It works. I'm like, okay, It cool. totally works. <laughs> and those are my favorite moments in life is like literally skydiving was one of my favorite moments. Um, hosting this, you know, the uh, Slay the Spray events, my favorite moments. Like I fucking love it. And yeah. You sound so much like me. Like I remember going to a doctor and she was like, okay, like, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm so excited for life. Like I genuinely am like a happy person. I'm a happy person. I wake up happy. I wake up at three. I used to wake up at three, four, five o'clock in the morning. So excited to like do the next thing and to get things done and like to try something new. And, and she was like, that's not something that I hear very often. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, that's a good thing. Like, it's true that like, I'm so um, just happy and excited. And I think that feeling in itself is like, when you know that you're in alignment and you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Absolutely. And it's a very weird feeling. And I think it's even more of a weird feeling when you didn't grow, we didn't grow up around that. You know, we didn't grow up about around positive energy and just, you know, radiating and, so to feel, you know, you know, even as, as kids, just not, not feeling, and this is just for other people's situations, but for my specific situation, I didn't grow up feeling safe all the time. I didn't grow up feeling so positive and having all that energy to now have that. Now it's crazy to see like my kids never, well, then my kids will never know that. Like they will never know that part of my life and ever have those types of feelings. And then again, like you said, we're changing generations. My grandkids will never have that. They'll never know what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's amazing stuff. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. It really is. You know, like my mom was straight up born in the jungle, no hospital, no doctors, like in Peru, she grew up really like tough, you know, like abuse, all of these things. And then now like it was supposed to trickle into my life and it has in certain ways, but I feel like I'm old enough and aware enough to be like, okay, I'm stopping it here. And I'm able to like, say, this is what I want for our future generations. And this is what I want for my son. And just having him has like changed my life so much. And in such a positive way that it like gives me more motivation to like, want to do better for everybody that's involved with me, whether it's the trainers I work with, the students I work with, my family, my friends, all of these things. So absolutely. I love that you recognize that because it is so important. And um, yeah, I could feel like how lucky your students are to work with you because you are super authentic and you are just like black and white. This is what it is like no fluff, no BS. It just is straight shooting. And I love that. I love that about you. Thank you. I try. All right. I got one more question because we've been yapping for a little bit here and (laughs) I love this episode so far. So I hope you guys are loving it too. My last question for you, I have a couple here, so I'm going to pick a really, really good one for anyone who is, has been in the business for a while, say like they've been in the business for a year, two years or more, and they're hitting this slump. They're at this like point where they're like, man, I'm not making any more positive moves. I'm not going forward. I'm just kind of like stuck and stagnant. Do you have any advice for them to get out of that space? Oh, stuck and stagnant. You know, I, I do, you know, with, with, you know, having a training program and having students and having people, I think most of the time it's, how do I get clients in the first place. Um, but I think for people who have been in the business and who are going through one, 
understand that that's completely normal yes, um, because absolutely. it's it is so up and down. Even this far into my business is so up and down. But honestly, to me, I look at it as how exciting because now you get to think outside the box of things you haven't done. Mm-hmm. So what are the things that maybe possibly other people are doing? Um, and not only in the spray tan industry, you know, I'm such an outside thinker of what are girls doing for their businesses in the lash industry for, in, as hairstylists? What are other girls doing? You know, I'm, it's so funny because I'm such a like old school marketer type of like, I mean, Instagram is awesome. YouTube is awesome. All those things are awesome. But when you're building businesses locally, like spray tanning, you need like the community. You need to get yourself out there. Like you need to talk to some people. You need to hit the road a little bit. And I love that part of it, of really opening myself up to new people, new situations, um, and thinking outside the box of things that I probably would have never done in a million years. Um, and now getting out into the community and opening myself, becoming, I guess, becoming a little vulnerable because that's not yeah. my comfort zone. You know, I have this very hard shell a lot of times, which actually I will say business has helped me with a lot, <laughs> but definitely thinking outside the box of what else could you be doing? I think in the sunless industry, a lot of girls get stuck into the idea, especially as of right now thinking, oh, this is my slow season, you know, the, you know, November, December, January, is such a slow season and getting stuck in the mindset of it being slow season rather than flipping that into thinking of how freaking exciting because now is the time where I get to be creative for my business for next year, right? Because when we're servicing and we're super busy from February until like end of September, you don't have a lot of time to put into your actual business. I love October, November, December, January, because my creative side gets to come out and I get to set up my business for the next year. I get to meet new people. I get all these other opportunities get to come to me. My creative side gets to come out. And I think as an entrepreneur, we are initially creative Mm -hmm. and being stuck and just doing services. If, I mean, if you, if you're not reinventing yourself each slow season, Mm -hmm. you're going to only continue to have that many clients every year. You have to, you have to take that time to grow your business into the next step. What's the next step for your next year? What are you going to grow? What are you going to do a little bit different this season to make your business? And that's if you want it to grow, you know, some girls are happy with just, you know, doing a few spray tans and this may trigger some people, but if you're going to complain about not having as many more clients, what have you really done to earn those clients? For sure. And I agree a hundred percent. Like I always think about like, okay, so whatever you're doing right now is going to continue getting you what you are receiving at this very moment. So how can we break this cycle and break the habits and the patterns that you've been creating for yourself? And like you mentioned, um, and maybe you can share a couple of like tangible tips, but like, do you go to like the next door hair salon and introduce yourself and say, Hey, here are a couple of cards. I would love to give you um, a discount or give your you know team a discount or however you want to word it, but like always trying to do something different. And this has been my message for like slay the spray was like, do something different, do something different, do something yes. different. You can get a different result. You know? So I'm going to give you a little, uh, a little sneak into my Instagram strategy. And okay. I actually have a video on this. So oh. I'm an Instagram shark. Like I am not a believer in setting up your Instagram and just praying and hoping for the best and just saying, come and find me. Like I am on the search to find you. Yeah. So what I did in my business, um, and this, well, two things I did that ultimately 
made me grow so fast. The first thing I did was I took your advice in your, what is your marketing um, training program called? I, I forgot the name of it. It's so I have a couple, but I, there's like seven steps to beauty business marketing. There's that's one. And then I had like the black Friday special one. I always have different ones. When I trained with you, I got, you included that into, into my training. It was a marketing and you had a chapter in there on your ideal client. Mm-hmm. You need to yeah. establish who your ideal client is that in itself, girl. Mm-hmm. And I preach that as much as I can to students of finding your ideal client, because what I did was just like you, you had a, you had it down packed when you told me I, you know, that she's this, she's that she's this. And so I had to find my ideal client and my, till this day, my ideal client is in her mid to late thirties. She's a mom. She's into fitness. She goes to this restaurant for brunch on the popular restaurants that we have. She works out at this place. She gets her nails done at this place. And so all of the things that I talked about in who my ideal client was, is I went to those places on Instagram and I followed all those people on those pages, right? Oh, good. I wasn't following girls from essentially other salons or this places. No, I wanted women who were already looking into fitness. I wanted women who were doing brunch over here because then their girlfriends are going to talk and, you know, and I'm an older, you know, mid to late thirties. I didn't at the time had nothing in common with young 21 year old young girls, you know, which is, you know, awesome. I still get them as clients, but that's because of residual, but I had that ideal client. Right. And so when I started following, I'm not the big ego person who believes that I can't be following more people than follow me back, you know, so I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find them. And so that's how girls found me super, super fast is I just started following all the girls on the popular bar in the popular bar pages um, the girls who were working out at these fitness places. And so the way that they were able to see me was because I started to follow them. Right. That's one of my biggest Instagram tips is you need to be following the, the pages that are already following these other pages of where your ideal clients are. Right. Yeah, so be There's more proactive and not just 100%. I, I love that. It's such a frustrating thing when girls say, well, I started my Instagram and nobody's, do they know you're here? Like, yeah. Literally, <laughs> do they know, like how, do, how would they know? So that's my one Instagram tip. But one of the things that has served me till this day is I did free tans for a long time, but strategically, I didn't just set up my tent and be like, Hey, whoever wants to come get a free spray tan. So when I started my business, it was right at about the time for like Cinco de Mayo and all these bars in my local area were obviously having like Cinco de Mayo specials and all these things going on in these celebrations. And I knew there was like two or three different bars in my town that are super popular Mexican bar restaurant places. And I reached out to the managers through their Instagram page and said, Hey, I know you guys are having some Cinco de Mayo specials and doing all these things bring five of your girls that are going to be bartenders, servers, whatever they do in the industry. Let me come and I'll do free spray tans for five of them. Those five spray tans from one bar that I did has served me extremely well. Not only did each one of those girls are in the industry and they have a lot of following, not that I was worried about them. They're not like influencers, but in my small community of where I was looking for services, a lot of people knew them. Right. So I got to spray tan them. They got to tag me. The business got to tag me. I got content. I got content, not only the cute before and afters, but I got what we all want, which is the in people living in their spray tans, right? That's mm-hmm. the kind of content we want. And so I got all this content. I got all this exposure. 
from five free spray tans. Till this day, I have girls who come to me and say, oh, it's because such and such referred you. I saw your spray tan on such and such. And so I was never scared to do free spray tans, but to do them strategic. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just be out here giving everybody free spray tans. It has to be strategically set up, you know? Yeah, no, that's so, so good. I love it. There's so many creative ways that you can get clients and I think a lot of people are just so focused on like what they are hearing as far as like online marketing, which is huge. And so I don't want to take anything away from that, but like, there are so many ways that you can get clients. Now, my first big wedding party was because I decided to walk around and get my hour of cardio in while putting business cards on people's doors or their cars, which by the way, I don't know if this is legal everywhere. I don't think it is. So just FYI. Um, but I didn't know any better. So like when I first started, I was like, oh my God, guerrilla marketing, like just like running around, like putting all cards everywhere. And like, that's how I got my first big wedding. And I was so grateful because then that gave me more belief, more confidence. And I was like, wow, like I can make a thousand dollars for like one wedding party. Holy shit. That's like half of my first and, in, you know, initial investment. So absolutely. I was so excited and I love you know, that and you I'm, talk about that. You know? you know, and even, you know, being as far as I am in my business, you know, I'm still not, girl, I still ain't too good to be going into businesses. So I made these, they're these little um, glass containers that I made for Christmas and they have just mints in them. And I have my business card in here. So my focus now for ideal clients is professional women in professional businesses. And so real estate offices, um, girls who are like, take care of, you know, their nails and all these different places. So mortgage lenders and um, all these banking places. And so I got these at the dollar store girl, like, but it's not so much what the gift is. It's just me being in there as a professional and saying, Hey, you know, I do, you know, spray tanning and teeth whitening. I don't know if you've, you know, heard of my business. I just want to, and again, while the slow season is the best time, because especially girls in medical offices and in these places, they love these gifts. Yeah. Girl, I worked in a medical office for years and I love when girls brought me chocolates. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) It's like coming at the perfect time too, because you have all of the holiday parties, the corporate parties, all of the things that are happening like in November and December when it is supposed to be a little bit more quiet around. So and I think oh girls forget gosh. forget that you can make you can make a lot of money at that time by not doing services. You know, Black Friday stuff, gift certificates. Like, yeah. That's a whole other story, but that's a whole it's other rant. True, though. It's true, yeah. and and again, we don't we don't know what we don't know. So like, we're so kind of like closed here until these conversations start happening and people start listening and they're like, oh shit, like I can actually do this, 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 and this. Why didn't I think about this sooner? Um, And that's all a part of the growth. So, you know, thank you so much for spending the time with me. We've almost been on for an hour and I've loved every (laughs) second of this. This is great. (laughs) I hope that everybody that's listening loves Gina just as much as I do. She is such a force. And if uh, they want to connect with you, where can they find you, Gina? Uh, Impressive Glow on Instagram, YouTube, uh, IG spray tanning on Instagram as well. I'm all over under impressive glow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and your energy today. I'm so proud of you. It's been really, really fun to chat with you and to see your growth over the years. I'm so, so proud of you. And thank you so much for doing such a great job with your students and our community. Thank you, my love. Of course. 
Hey, Beauty Business Babe, I really hope that you love this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.